Hello and welcome to Mum Stoppable. I'm so excited to be here with you again this week, mummers. Now, as a quick reminder, this is not your regular parenting podcast. I will not be giving you any parenting tips or hacks because I believe you get enough of those from all the other podcasts and social channels out there. Instagram, I'm looking at you. Instead, this is an invitation to take 30 minutes out of your day to work on you, mama. I'm Carly Nair, I'm a certified coach and mum of two boys, and I believe that all mums deserve to feel seen, heard and supported. And I want to do that by bringing you expert coaching support whenever and wherever you need it. So commit to yourself now, mama. Commit to spending 30 minutes a week listening to this podcast and working on yourself. And by doing that, I promise your parenting will automatically benefit. As I'm just starting out in the world of podcasting, I would love to hear what you think of Mumstoppable. So please feel free to email me at hello at mumstoppable.com with any feedback you have, the good, the bad and the ugly, and any further topics you'd like me to cover in future weeks. For those of you that would like the show notes, please visit mumstoppable.com forward slash blog and search for the podcast episode title. And in there, you'll find a full write-up of the show notes, including the coaching challenges and coaching corner notes as well. If you do like what you hear, please sign up to my email newsletter by heading over to mumstoppable.com. By signing up, you're guaranteeing you'll never miss an episode as they will land directly in your inbox every Monday morning, along with a link to the show notes I've just talked you through. For now though, enjoy the podcast and remember, I see you mama, you've got this, you are mumstoppable. Welcome to episode three of the Mum Stoppable podcast in which I am in full blown Christmas mode as I ask, why is Christmas so overwhelming? But before we get into that, yes, that means I'm currently sat recording this episode in a Christmas jumper. I would have a Santa hat on if it weren't for my big headphones too. I've got tinsel on my desk, Christmas lights on my laptop, and the dog is wandering around somewhere in disgust that I put a Christmas jumper on him too, because I love Christmas. But along with all the glitter and sparkle of Christmas, there does come a load of other BS for mums, like dealing with expectations from others and ourselves, planning what gifts to give and buying and wrapping them, making sure the kids have things to do over the holidays, finishing up work for those of us lucky enough to be able to take time off, sorting Christmas food shopping, meal planning, endless amounts of food prep, elf on the sodding shelf. See last week's episode for that one if you haven't. Having relatives over throughout the holidays and or going to visit numerous relatives. The argument about where to spend Christmas each year, be it with your family or your partners. All the school stuff don't even get me started, from nativities to carol services to sorting raffle prizes to Christmas fairs to cake sales to sorting teachers' gifts. The list is endless. And finally, the one that always falls off the bottom of my list, Christmas cards. I could go on and on and on, but you get the picture. And I realise you may not relate to every item on that list, by the way, but my guess is you do relate to most of them and you probably have a few more to add to that list too. The fact is there is so much going on during the holidays and for mums the list is so long that it just becomes impossible to get through it unscathed. Last week in our warm-up to Christmas we talked about a strategy to beating the juggle and during Coaching Corner I talked you through seven steps which if you've worked through them this week will hopefully have set you up to beating overwhelm by accepting that we can do anything but not everything and working to scrap a lot of the things on our lists before working through whatever was left. 
If you haven't listened yet to last week's episode, this is your cue to pause this episode, go back and listen to that one. It's called The Juggle Is Real and it will set you up with some really good foundations as we move ever closer to Christmas week. Right, back to this week. When I was thinking through what I was going to talk about this week, I in fact got a bit overwhelmed myself, to be honest, which I realise is ironic because I have so many tools that I want to share with you all that are to do with overwhelm, um, a lot of which can obviously be really useful over the holidays. So I decided to take a step back and look at the research. I'm going to be quoting Peanuts app again this week because their the State of Invisibility report is just ram packed full of golden nuggets of information about how UK mums are feeling. And because it was only done in September this year, it's really recent. So I was absolutely spoilt for choice with my stat of the week again, but I've gone with this beauty, which is 94% of UK mums feel expected to self-sacrifice and put themselves last. As if that's not shocking enough, when asked further about expectations of things like family labour, which contributes to this idea of self-sacrificing and invisibility, UK mums are saying that the pressure is coming from a lot of different angles, from family and friendship circles to strangers and neighbours. So again, for some context, this report was published in September of this year, 2023. Now we're in December, so I can only imagine what the result would be if they were to repeat this study around this time of year, if it's 94% when it's published in September self-sacrificing in the lead up to Christmas is insane. So my guess is it would only go up. One absolutely brilliant, albeit admittedly very amped up example of how Christmas makes us mums feel, um, at least for me, is the movie Bad Mums Christmas. Now, hear me out. I know it's not everyone's cup of tea, but I do think it brilliantly illustrates just how much we all feel like we need to be constantly self-sacrificing as well as showing that these expectations often come from those closest to us, our families and our close friends, as well as society at large. And in fact, we can't bloody win, can we, ladies? So I'm going to do my usual self-indulgent piece now and tell you a few stories to further illustrate the point. So are you sitting comfortably, mummers? Good, then we'll begin. Now, as a caveat, I do joke about my husband a lot in these podcasts, but in reality, he is brilliant and supportive and also takes all my digs at him on the chin, so further props there. But with that, let's talk about cleaning for Christmas. To be totally clear, cleaning is probably my least favourite thing to do ever, like ever. I would rather spend an hour sticking pins into my eyelids than clean, I'm not even being dramatic. Add to this, we live basically on a farm. I've got two boys. They are aged um, nine and ten. A dog, two cats, two cockatiels, chickens and ducks, a load of other animals. It is mental. So our house is extremely well lived in, let's say. Often there will be balls of dog hair wafting around. The lounge carpet is frequently littered with bird seed where my son's cockatiels have just chucked it everywhere whilst wolf whistling and the hallway is always 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 covered in mud the exception to this is generally when we are expecting guests because the thought of being judged is what will motivate me to actually clean however whenever i've mentioned this to my husband he just does not get it because he has never felt the judgment 
So he thinks I'm just being an idiot about it. However, there have been countless times over the years where I have been judged quite openly by people mentioned in the intro to this podcast from family and friends to neighbours and strangers. And they've ranged from being well-meaning comments, offering to help me find a cleaner, to comments like, well, I can tell you focus on spending time with your kids rather than cleaning. Now, I get that these comments are likely coming from a good place, I really do. But also, I could really do without them, to be honest. And what annoys me the most is the judgment and comments are always aimed at me, never at my husband, me. And that's despite the fact that we both work full time. Now, related to this whole thing around cleaning is a beautiful example of invisible load. And that is when I ask for help with cleaning, which I do now because at the ripe old age of nearly 40, I have realised life is too short and we should just ask for help. But when I do, I am met with, right, what do you want me to do? This exact example happened at the weekend when by some miracle, I actually felt like cleaning the house and it's great timing given we're expecting visitors over Christmas. So thank you, universe. But I wanted to get my husband and the kids involved. So I asked for help. But being met with, right, what do you want me to do? actually adds even more stress because at this point I'm clearly being seen to be the household cleaning manager and I'm expected to keep a mental list of all the jobs that need doing around the house so that I can delegate them when in fact what I would like is for my family to notice what needs doing and do it just like I have to and am expected to. Now again I totally appreciate that a lot of mums may not have husbands or kids that even ask that question and I don't want to seem ungrateful I really don't but also I absolutely know I'm not alone in this I've had so many conversations about similar things where mums crave some help or support and when they finally pluck up the courage to ask they are also met with well tell me what you want me to do over Christmas for a lot of mums This ranges from sorting presents for the kids to organising family visits to play dates to Christmas activities to the various dishes we have to cook for Christmas dinner and all of those other beautiful, lovely things that were on the to-do list at the start of this episode. And that leads me rather wonderfully on to our quote of the week, which is this. It's your Christmas too, Mama. Because I really think we forget this point. As often we're so busy trying to do all all the things and making Christmas as magical as we can for everyone else that we forget it's our Christmas too we deserve as magical a Christmas as everyone else mamas and this year we are going to realize this because to quote bad mum's Christmas again we are taking Christmas back and to do that we need to visit coaching corner right So here we are again, mamas, back to where the magic happens. Welcome to Carly's Coaching Corner. I have not managed to sort a jingle for this yet, but it is on my to-do list. So stay tuned for that over coming episodes, something to look forward to. Anyway, this week we've continued our topic of juggling all the things and specifically we've honed in on looking at why Christmas is overwhelming for mums. As I mentioned previously, there are so many tools I want to take you through which could help here. I've picked one and I'm ready to talk you through it. So grab a pen and paper, or if you want to read up on this section later because you're out listening to this on a walk, check out the show notes at mumstoppable.com forward slash blog and look for the post entitled Why is Christmas so overwhelming? There is also a link to that in the, the 
bit of the podcast where you can click for more information. You can also check out my Instagram at mumstoppable underscore towards the end of this week because I'll be posting both the tips and the coaching challenge there on Thursday and Friday. So last week we talked about prioritisation and as part of that we looked at which tasks you can delegate to others to help with. However, as we've seen in the example of cleaning in the Mumstoppable house, this doesn't always work completely as intended. So today we are going to work on boundaries in this week's coaching corner. I absolutely love this one because it's so useful in so many contexts. For example, we can use boundaries when talking about how the house is going to get cleaned over the festive period. We can use it when one of our friends or neighbours expects us to drop off and pick up all the kids from football practice because that's what's always happened before. We can even use it when talking to our partner or family members about where we're spending Christmas this year. It's really, really useful. Okay, so the first thing to note with boundaries is it's okay to move your boundaries or even to set boundaries up where they haven't previously existed. But setting boundaries can be really freaking scary and hard, especially when we've been used to self-sacrificing for so, so long. But let's remember... It's our Christmas too, mamas, and this year we are taking Christmas back. Let's also remember, setting boundaries is healthy, it's self-preservation, and it's going to mean we are happier mums who are therefore better able to take care of our kids as well as enjoy Christmas to the max. Now, for our first example, I'm going to assume that this is a boundary that has not existed previously, okay? So let's say every year you spend your Christmas going from your parents' house to your partner's parents' house. I'm talking for Christmases style. And you feel like you and your family are so busy running around to visit relatives that you don't have a chance to enjoy Christmas yourselves. This, by the way, is again a common one that I hear from my clients a lot. The issue here, in a boundary sense, is that a precedent has been set in that this is just how we do Christmas. But not anymore. It doesn't have to be like this, mamas. And this is how you can address a situation where a boundary has not existed previously. Okay, so there are three steps. The first step to setting this boundary is to acknowledge what has happened up until now. This might sound like this. Mum, I know in the past we've always come to yours on Christmas morning. Number two, state your new boundary like this. But this doesn't work for us anymore because the kids don't get to enjoy Christmas in their own home and having to travel stresses out the whole family when we should be enjoying Christmas. So from now on, we're going to spend Christmas morning at home unwrapping gifts. Step three is to suggest an alternative. This is about collaboration here. If you want to keep your relationship in a positive place with whoever it is that you're having to set this boundary with, this is a step that you need to do. So it might sound like this. However, we would still love to see you over Christmas. So you are welcome to come to us on Boxing Day if you'd like that. Okay, can you hear how that might work? Now, of course, This may not end smoothly depending on the sensitivity of the situation, but in this example, you've clearly communicated what the issue is and why. You've given alternative solution. So this opens the door to wider conversations about solutions where you both get what you want and you've managed to set a new boundary. Yay! Okay, 
let's look at another example because we don't always need to go full three steps into setting boundaries. For example, let's say every year your school PTA has asked you to host the mince pie stand at the Christmas fair and you've always said yes despite not wanting to. So we'd handle this one slightly differently as follows. So step one, first again, we acknowledge the ask like this. Thanks so much for asking me to help on the mince pie stand this year. But now for step two, all we need to do is state our boundary like this. Unfortunately, I can't do it this year. Full stop. The key here is you do not need to apologise and you do not need to offer excuses. There is a step three, um, which is the same or similar to step three from the previous example, but you only need to add this step if you feel you want to. Otherwise, you can leave it at the first two steps. If you want to, though, suggest a way forwards. For example, let me have a think about anyone else I know who might be able to help. Or... But feel free to ask me again next year. However, mamas, only say that if you do actually want to help next year. Don't add it in as a little sweetener. Can you hear the difference between those two examples, though? Now, we've got one final example to talk through. And this is where you're setting a no boundary for someone not particularly close to you. Okay? so, for example, a neighbour invites you to a party at their house over Christmas, which you just don't want to go to. The solution is simple. Just say, no thank you. There is absolutely no need to make up excuses. And to be honest, that is often what gets us into trouble. There's also no need to prolong the awkwardness. Just say no thank you and move on. And congratulations, mummers, because just like that, you have taken Christmas back. Woohoo! And that leaves me with one final thing for today's episode, which is setting your coaching challenge for the week. Now, this is such a gorgeous one that I'm actually going to commit to doing it with you this week. This challenge is about breaking free from invisibility and setting boundaries in one. It's about finding your voice and the confidence to just say no. So here we go. At some point this week, I want you to find a quiet, private space where you can be uninterrupted for five minutes, but... It needs to be somewhere you are comfortable being loud. And I mean loud. Okay, so once you've found your quiet space, you've got five minutes to yourself. When you're ready, I want you to start by whispering no as quietly as you can. Then whisper it a tiny fraction, a little bit louder. And keep doing that and keep increasing in volume each time, gradually, gradually, gradually until you are literally screaming no at the top of your voice. Notice how it feels to say no confidently and loudly. Does it feel scary? Does it feel good? Maybe it feels uncomfortable. Maybe it feels magical. However it feels to you, embrace it. Now, step two. Once you've got to the loudest no, I want you to carry on again, but this time decreasing in volume each time, back down all the way to the tiniest little whisper. Do you feel the difference? Think about which extreme you prefer between the whisper and the screaming, shouting no. Okay, so once you've done that and you're back down to the quietest little no that you can manage, I want you finally, for step three, to go back up from a whisper... And I want you to get to a level where you find your voice. So keep getting louder gradually until you find a volume and a level 
that you are comfortable with saying no at. But I want it to be a volume where you sound and you feel confident and self-assured, mummers. Hint, it will be louder than your normal talking voice. Okay, that's it. Three steps. Simple, beautiful five-minute exercise. Once you've done that, and you can do it a few times throughout the week if you want to, but once you've done it and you feel comfortable and you've found your voice, I want you to practice a few times to yourself at that level and then go out into the world and say no for real at some point this week. Go out and say no. See, I told you it was a fun one, right? And that, mummers, is it for today. Now, next time I talk to you, oh, Christmas Day will be upon us, yikes. But it's okay because we have totally got this, mummers. And as a Christmas gift for me to you, next week's episode is going to be a bit more chilled and it's going to include a gorgeous and relaxing self-love and confidence meditation for you all as we round out the year by being thankful. It's going to be a beautiful one, so make sure you don't miss it. That brings us to the end of this week's podcast. Thank you once again for joining me and well done for spending the last 30 minutes doing something just for you. It's no mean feat when you've got a million things on your mum to-do list. Enjoy working through this week's Coaching Corner tips and as always, I would love to hear how you're getting on with the coaching challenge. So please feel free to send me a quick email at hello at mumstoppable.com or find me on Instagram at mumstoppable underscore and send me a DM or leave a comment on one of my posts. You'll also be able to find reminders of the Coaching Corner tips and details of the Coaching Challenge on Instagram towards the end of the week. And if you want the show notes from today's show, head over to mumstoppable.com forward slash blog and search for this week's episode title. In there, you'll have access to the entire Coaching Corner tips and also the Coaching Challenge in written form. Over the coming weeks, I'll be talking to you about challenges facing mums ranging from feeling lost and like you don't know who you are anymore, to surviving overwhelm as a mum, to motherhood and the strains that puts on your relationships, to the struggle of returning to work and everything in between. Please also feel free to email me with any challenges you're facing which you'd like me to cover off on upcoming sessions. If you've liked what you've heard today, please do sign up to my email newsletter by heading over to mumstoppable.com. By signing up, you're guaranteeing you'll never miss an episode as they will land directly in your inbox every Monday morning, along with a link to the show notes. For now, though, have an awesome week. And remember, I see you, Mama. You've got this. You are Mumstoppable. <laughs>